Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, the podcast mogul, the man, the myth, the legend, Phil Better, and today I have a Hold on, and is a digital transformation strategy. So, thank you so much for being a guest on the show today. Thanks, Phil, for having me. Uh, Raul, uh, I have a bit of a bio over here for you, but I really want to hear it from your words so that my audience can get to know you. Who are you and what do you do? Yeah, thanks, Phil, for having me on the show. I am Rahul Bensur. I am a digital transformation architect. I am currently working with a company called Kiosera Document Solution as a digital transformation architect. And within my role, I'm primarily engaged with uh, transforming the organization from a legacy business model to the new digital way. Um, so that's basically uh, what I do uh, for my uh, from a work perspective. Um, additionally, I am also an author of the book. Uh, I just published a book by the title Digital Roadmap, which talks about how and why the organization should move from the legacy business model to the to the new way of doing the um, their business uh, through the digital channels. So it, it talks about that. Um, I have a, almost like 20 years of uh, experience in the IT with respect to application development, software development, database, and all the technical cloud computing, API management. I worked on various things. Uh, with that experience on the technical side, I also felt like a lot of uh, organizations are still continuing with their legacy business model. And it's and in order for them to be relevant to their customer in the new digital age, they need to make their journey into the digital world. And uh, uh, I have been studying about this topic for last five years. I've been written white papers about it. And then I thought like it is a time for me to write something about it. And that's why I came up with the with the book. So that's my awesome. short video. Awesome. I'm very interested in re- learning more about the book. And we'll talk about that a little in the a little bit later in the episode. But I I, I you touched on something uh that I'm curious about. When you talk about legacy. Are you talking about them keeping all their manuals, all their procedures and that on paper? Or what do you mean by that? So there are two things over here. When you talk about legacy, uh, see what happened back in the during the dot-com boom, everything which was paper moved to the computers. So for example, when you talk about uh, moving to computers, um, if you recall in the banks, we used to have, if you go to a bank, they used to give you uh, your bank book where all the all the details of your transactions were there. That move, the ledger moved online. So nothing changed, just the paper copy became a digital. You can get your statements online, okay? So that was moving from your uh, paper-based to the digital world. But more or less, the working doesn't, didn't change much. But if you talk about today, again, like 20 years down the line, I still call that particular, like using that ledger is also a legacy thing. Let me give you another, another example. Uh, all organizations, um, uh, whenever they do any dealing, there is an invoice being sent out. You purchase something, the, the vendor is going to send you invoice. Earlier it was a paper invoice, now it is a PDF copy. What has changed? Nothing has changed. It's just the PDF copy and the paper which has changed. Uh, but nowadays you're seeing like people are becoming truly um, 
into moving into the digital world where these invoices can be generated through uh, invoices can be generated like these are purely purely um uh, what is it um, i i am lost of word <laughs> digital uh, purely digital in a sense whereby it's not a physical pdf copy as such but it's a message been sent on or or a data been sent from one application to another and it gets processed so that's how digital it is getting to um so that's what i mean by moving your legacy business model to to the new digital age a lot of companies are still doing advertisements through newspaper articles and those kind of things but now people are slowly and moving towards social media advertisement which is more effective so these are some of the things which i call it is to be the digital world and still there are a lot of lot of companies or organizations who have not embarked their journey onto it and that's what i call it the, the, the legacy business model and the new digital okay no i i like that i like that cuz for me legacy i'm still thinking paper but i guess i'm i i'm older than that <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember a time before everything was digital. So that's for me, legacy. And we are, we are moving. And I, I realize like I get, uh, I can buy stuff on my phone with like Uber and I get a, a receipt in my email and it's completely mm-hmm. digital. There's no PDF copy, like you said. So now I, I, I now see where the legacy was the PDF copy. And now we're moving into the digital where it's just completely fabricated right then and there. And it's no paper copies or anything like that. Um, how did you get into this world? Like, what made you decide, hey, I want to go into, you know, being a, a, a strategist, uh, sorry, a, a technical, a digital transformation architect? Yeah. So what happened? And then this is a story way back, like uh, almost six years back. Um, before that, I was more into the software development. I was doing hardcore development on application, building mobile application, web application, database reporting, and all those technical stuff. Um, but eventually, what I um, what I found was like, and and I was on a, on LinkedIn. Um, I posted something on LinkedIn. Uh, for, I commented on some somebody's uh, post. Okay. And it was related to the word digital transformation. And I had no knowledge of this particular word at all. It was totally alien to me. Uh, Very next day, I come on LinkedIn and I see like there are 70 to 80 uh, notifications on my LinkedIn. And I was surprised. Like I I never have seen that 70, 80 notification. I would get one, two, or maybe nothing. But 70, and when I saw it, I saw it. It was on that post. And then um, it was about... uh, people are talking about that word, digital transformation. And all the people I checked the profile, they were all C-level, CIO, CTO, CEOs, uh, CMOs, and all those uh, people. Then I, it it resonated me in me that um, I felt that this word has some meaning to it. And I started studying about it. I started reading. I started uh, uh, listening to podcasts. I started listening to YouTube channels for for, for more information, reading white papers, reading articles about this topic. That got me fascinated and I understood like what is happening uh, within this uh, within this world. And that's what I started um, uh, analyzing um, it that whatever I was doing on the digital world, which was the application, we are now moving into a very different zone where when we talk about digital, you have to actually think about truly digital applications, truly digital uh, way of doing this. For example, um, some of the new organizations which have come up in recent time, like for example, uh, Spotify for music, there's no CDs or anything. Uber, 
who would have imagined like a taxi industry across the world would be uh, revolutionized by something called as Uber, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you have Facebook, which is challenging all the all the all the magazines and the marketings and the news media. And the, you have Twitters, you have fintech banks coming up with with very creative products. I'll I'll give you an example. For example, there is a, a fintech called Ekron, okay, um, which this particular fintech uh, totally works on change. So whatever spare money you have in the transaction, say for example, you went, uh, you did a processing in Walmart for $12.35. The, the top 65 cents, it's, it says that just give that credit card information to us. We will round up that, that 65 cents and invest in some, some shares. Yeah, we have a few of those. Uh, we have one actually, Mocha in Canada, that does the exact same thing. Yeah. Connects to your bank account, so it's both your credit card and your debit card. And I, I think that's fantastic. It's a great way for people just to start investing because yeah. they forget how how little it takes to start investing. And then if you do that over a year, you'll have maybe even a hundred, a couple thousand dollars in there. I, I did it. I did it. I started with Ekron, and uh, within a year's time or so. I saw that my account was around like $400. I would have never imagined um, that kind of money coming to my pocket. But but the idea, what I want to say, like you can see there is a transition going on. There is a transformation going on. Uh, People are coming with new ideas. These were not there 10 years, 15 years back. These are new ideas, new products, new services, uh, which is there, which is fascinating. And um, that's what fascinated me. Um, and I saw that a lot of organizations are still continuing their old mentality, old uh, methodology, but their customer has moved on. Their customer has moved to the new digital way. And if they don't serve the, the, their customers in, through the new way, they are going to lose their market share, period. There's no other alternative. It's so true. Someone's going to come in. Me. Yeah. And that's how I hooked to it. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's uh, just a simple post created a, a, a new job, a new uh, world for you. And I love hearing that, um, especially in the digital world, because that's where we're moving. Like, yeah. like you said, everything's moving digital. Businesses are moving online. The chances of having physical stores in the future may be completely changed. It may be just warehouses like Amazon and uh, Walmart will be the the, the stuff that uh, take over. Um, I, I am curious with your about six years of experience it being a digital transformation architect, what is a, a tip you can give a business if they just want to start going from their legacy, as you call it, to the more digital world? What is a tip that they can do right now that they can start implementing to help them move along? Uh, there are a few tips which I normally say with loud um, whenever I have an opportunity to talk about it. Um, the first thing is, the organization has to make a decision that they have to move into this channel. They have to build their digital portfolio. They have to build their products and services towards the digital. They have to commit to it. Uh, unless and until that commitment is there, you cannot do it. Okay, and I'll give you a few examples about it. Okay, uh, the second thing is this transformation is a company-wide transformation. Okay, it cannot be led by a CIO or a CTO or a CMO. Okay, it has to be led by a CEO of the company because you're transforming the organization. If it is led by any of these departments, like a CIO or a CTO or a CMO, 
all the employees feel that this particular initiative is related to that that department itself. But if it is led by a CEO, it's a company-wide and you're transforming your organizations. Okay. Um, the third tip, and, and this is very important, it has to be led by a CEO and then it will take it. And I'll give you an example about it. The, the third thing which I feel is uh, a, an organization should should do their digital maturity uh, analysis. What I mean by is look at look at their product, look at their services, look at their skill sets, look at their resources, look at their customers, look at the technology stack which they have, look at the applications which they have, and measure whether these are uh, according to the new uh, technology, according to the new technical stack, are they serving their customer? in the right way, in the most digital way. So that will give you all the understanding where you lie in your, your technical landscape. And it will also give you a roadmap with respect to how to go further onto it. So that these are the three things which I feel, uh, which I normally give it to uh, all, uh, to whomsoever I speak about it. So you, you need to first understand that um, you need to move into this particular zone. The CEO needs to lead and then the third thing is basically understand your, your current technology landscape. Let me give you a very good example. Please. Everybody knows Microsoft, period. Yes. If you saw the Microsoft before Satya Nadella, people hated it. People hated it for various reasons. Steve Ballmer was um, leading at that time. Uh, they had a good product which was Windows XP, which was doing good operating. They had a MS Office product, which was used by everybody. But they didn't have a presence in the mobile market because Android and Apple just took away the shares from there. We know about it. Their deal with Nokia was no good. They were losing the market share. They, their laptops uh, operating systems was not getting sold. And they were going a downfall. Here comes Satya Nadella. Okay. He understood that organization like Microsoft who is into digital world, who actually enable digital to everybody is actually in a very, very bad shape, right? So he understood it and he committed to that. Okay, the first thing is the organization committed to it. Okay, second thing, it was led by Satya Nadella who is the CEO of the Microsoft. Okay, and third thing is he understood the landscape where things are failing, what things are working, what things are not. And what do you see three years down the line? You see Azure Cloud to be the, the number one platform for them. It's mm -hmm. not Windows or Office. It's the Azure Cloud. Okay, All their products starts moving towards the Azure. You have Office 365 coming up, which is with the cloud. You have Xbox connected. You have uh, to the cloud. You have the Windows connected to, to the cloud. You see the whole ecosystem around cloud being developed. And see now where Microsoft is they have revamped completely themselves into this digital world and, and have come strongly enough right now. So that's these are the th three things which I feel that every organization needs to take care of. Oh, it's, it's amazing. And I love how you used a major corporation that already is technically digital uh, in Microsoft because they have their hands in all aspects of computer life coming from you know, the operating system to Internet Explorer. They, they control pretty much all the vertical integration there. But even they had a problem moving into the more digital yeah. world, which, it, like you said, it, it needs to be done because we are becoming digital things and they were losing their market share. So having a, a case study like this and seeing that in three years after implementing 
the the digital mindset of transforming everything into the a more digital uh, tool is is beneficial because Microsoft stock is is continually skyrocketing from where it was like six years ago when it was yeah. uh, failing. So uh, that's a great case study to show uh, the importance of moving into a digital and having the CEO uh, initiate mm-hmm. that change because if this like you said if the ceo doesn't do it the other people will be just like oh it's another department it's not us it's that department's handling it and coming from a corporate world i can tell you if we don't get it from the ceo it doesn't work it doesn't matter who it is and what i've read and i don't know whether this is true or not but what i've read with about microsoft because uh, whole life I have worked on Microsoft Technologies. That's why mm-hmm. that company is very dear and near to me. I read about it a lot. What I've read about it before Steve Ballmer, uh, when Steve Ballmer was, there was always a fight between the operating system owners department and the officers 360. Like who is leading the company? Because these both these products were leading or uh, uh, leading um, cash cows for Microsoft. So yeah. there was always a tussle between these two organizations and uh, sorry department they were organizations in a real sense but and and that is what you see across all, all major organizations there's always a tussle within the organization itself like who is leading who is the revenue generator so until unless we we clear those boundaries internally um, the transformation cannot cannot happen and and it has to be done at an organization level by you see that's what i feel and I've seen that uh, you see fruits once you do implement that. Yeah, it, it's if Microsoft did it from the top down, it's it's the only way that it really goes because you have as long as the CEO is connected to it and pushing for it, you you won't see uh, a big change uh, happening because no one's going to listen to someone no else. Like the department, the department may change, but it won't change the culture overall in the. Uh, in the uh, the company if it's not coming from the ceo um i i do want to ask you you've been in this world five six to uh, five to six years now um you must have had a, a plethora of memories where you've had fun helping businesses transform themselves into going from legacy into digital as you call it um what has been maybe one of your favorite moments or maybe one of your favorite uh companies that you've worked with to help transform them yeah, so I can give you one example. I'll not name the the organization, no but um, yeah. Um, so uh, this particular organization was into the B two B business model. So business to business, they have always worked on the um, working with their dealers for selling the 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 product. Okay, and that has been their their bread and butter for selling the products okay for and it's it was again a legacy approach which was there for generations okay huge revenue is still continued through that channel okay but slowly and gradually we saw that the retail presence was less we were not directly um, uh, connected to the retail uh, uh, customers okay so it was a decision taken by the management that we should do something in the retail space and that's where that e-commerce strategy came into place for us and we said like what do we do with here so we decided, okay, let's embark our journey onto the e-commerce platform through Amazon. Okay, let's see if we can get our products on Amazon and start selling. Because we felt like building an e-commerce store ourselves could be a very long uh, journey. Okay, uh, plus people are not coming to our website for buying anything. They are going. You find customers on Google. You find customers on e-commerce platforms like 
uh, Walmart or Staples or uh, on Amazon. So why don't you utilize that platform? So we embark our journey over there. Um, we started very simply with uh, with one single product. Okay, we assembled the whole team. We had no knowledge about how to go on to Amazon. Uh, we started our journey gradually, understanding what it needs to be up to put our product. Slowly and gradually, we understand the whole ecosystem. Uh, implemented it, then increase our portfolio of products. Okay, and slowly and gradually, within seven to eight months, we had a good standing on Amazon platform, selling the products and reaching good numbers of revenue. This was not expected. This was not expected, but within the six to seven months period, we were actually good, doing good on that e-commerce, and that business will continue to grow. So that was one of the 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 best moment of my career, I would say, where I uh, I was able to uh, create a new delivery channel for the organization, which is doing good. So yeah, that's it, it, it had with the thought process of the CEO who wanted to embark this journey and then be executed and be executed as, as a full organization contributing towards it. It was not a one department's initiative. It was the full organization's initiative. So. Pardon me. No, I think that that's an amazing achievement to have that you, you were given this task of helping grow another revenue ch channel for this business. And instead of trying to build a store yourself, you're like, look, they already have the infrastructure. Let's go to them, see if it's viable. And then you became, you saw that it was, uber successful and you're like yeah let's just leave it here and let them deal with it and get the money residual that way it's a great method and it, it does bring you into a more digital world having your e-store e so it's very important having that um i do want to ask uh you mentioned earlier that some of the challenges that can be faced by businesses uh when it comes to going from a legacy to going in into the digital world uh what are some of the challenges that they face uh, yeah, this is a nice question, and uh, and in fact, all organizations um, face these challenges. Okay, irrespective of whether big or small. And I give you an example of of Microsoft. The reason I give always give the example of Microsoft because it's a very big organization. It's the uh, spirit of the digital uh, revolution, which has, but still they went through these challenges. Okay, um, I I find like these five challenges. Um, which uh, which every organization will have. The first thing is uh, having a legacy business model. We we spoke about it in a length on the show, right? Having a legacy business model is one of the things. You have to make sure that you are actually cannibalizing your products. When I say cannibalizing your products, like um, you are actually killing your product to make way for the new products, okay? That, it's a very difficult challenge because see if you have a product which is doing fantastically good in the market or your service is doing fantastically, um, no organization will like to kill it. No. But, but there is a phase in life, you have to kill it. If you don't kill it, that product is going to kill you. And why I say this, um, everybody knows Nokia. They were the market leader in the mobile, mobile space, right? They're still, they're still technically, to some people, the market leader, even though they haven't produced a, a, a phone, but that small little Nokia phone is still legendary. Legendary. But here comes, they were not able to change their product. Or they were not supposed to kill, were able to kill their product to move into the, um, to, to, to the smartphone era. What happened? They were killed. Uh, we know the story of Blockbuster. Oh, Netflix killed kill them. Because of the same, again, the same thing. 
if you don't change your legacy business model, that particular product is going to kill you. And that's what I call is cannibalization, your product cannibalization, which is very difficult to do, uh, but you have to do it. I'll give you an example of uh, Microsoft. Uh, they killed their Office product and made way to Office 365 and see where Office 365 is now doing business revenue. Every year, iPhone releases new version of uh, phone. Of the same phone. Of the phone. They just change the camera here and there, but uh, in a sense, but it's the same phone. But they're killing their old product and moving into the... They killed iPod for iPhone. So unless you change your products, um, you cannot move it. So that's one challenge. Uh, team silos. You have departments. As the organization becomes big, there are different departments created, and each department has their own way of doing work. Okay, that is the another challenge you'll see, uh, which is to break. So creating that uh, team silos, breaking that silos is another big challenge. Um, availability of these skilled resources. Uh, when I talk about skilled resources, what I mean is some, in some organizations, you'll have people with 10, 15, 20 years of experience. The experience is good, but then they have been doing that same work for long period of time so they cannot think it outside you required a skilled person uh, who can analyze your digital businesses you can understand those things and adapt to that so getting the skilled resources is difficult in this today's age we know right now getting any new resources any work is, is any difficult, work is difficult. Um, but getting that skilled resource who understands the technology who understands what the customer want and and then work it out uh, is difficult the the fourth, I would say, is defining your goal. Uh, you you have to define what you want to achieve uh, as your digital transformation strategy. That is not clear to most of the organization and it becomes very, very difficult. And last but not the least is changing the culture of the organization, which is uh, impossible in most cases because that's omnipresent. You cannot see it. You cannot feel it but you know it is there and it gets created um, through your organizations, the way the leadership is, the way the employees are, the way that you have been doing your business. And it's very difficult to change that one. So these are some of the challenges which you need to um, need to understand it, adapt it, change it, and um, to, to, to transform your business. I love it. I love it. Um, and those are some great challenges that most companies face whenever they are trying to evolve and go to the next level. They need to, they face these challenges, especially the, uh, having the, um, the skilled workers who are so ingrained into that job yeah. that they can't, they, they, they only know how to do the job one way. And when you try and bring in something new, those are the, the people that you need to change over as quickly as possible. Either get them on board with the new way of doing it or just replace them. And yes, the loss of knowledge is, and the expertise is, is hurtful, but it's going to help you grow. Similar to the cannibalization of your products. You know, it's hard to do, but it's important to do. Um, we, we are coming to the end. I have two more questions uh, to ask you, and then we'll, we'll jump into letting you uh, tell us where we can find you. Um, one of my favorite questions to ask is a book that you would suggest entrepreneurs start reading to help them along their journey. I know you have your book, which we're going to, the next step is asking you about your book, but what is a book that you would suggest entrepreneurs maybe start reading, uh, maybe to learn more about your, uh, your domain, your niche? Yeah. See, there are a lot of books, um, on the, um, on the digital transformation. Um, 
the one which I really like is Brett King's Bank 2.0. Okay, it's more on the financial side of it, but it gives you a very good perspective about how things are changing. Because at the, at the end of the day, um, every organization has to deal with the bank. So you, once you understand how these things are changing, that is uh, um, that will actually help us a lot. And then um, there there are other books which I'm not able to recall right now, um, but there are a lot of books which are available. Um, like uh, why the transformation fails. There's one 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 another book. So it talks about how how the transformation fails for the organization. Um, so there are a lot of books. I'm not able to recall it right now, but but no. I like the the um, Brett King's book. I always go and read them. They have like well, four different books. This guy has. He's a fantastic author and I read all of them. Excellent. I, I do want to touch on yours before we leave because you did, you are an author. You just wrote the digital roadmap. It's a, any organization that is thinking of adapting digital transformation means their business model is already disrupted. Tell us a little bit about the book and how you came to write it. Yeah. So uh, what was happened again, like, as I said, like I started my journey six years back um, and um, I was trying to. Uh, I was publishing white papers. I was talking to people about it. I was um, uh, in all my work, whatever project I was involved, I was always thinking it from that angle of transforming things. Uh, what I felt was um, I gave few very good ideas to my customers. Okay, um, unfortunately, they didn't uh, listen to me at that time. <laughs> and, um, uh, for various reasons, I won't uh, say that was their fault. For various reasons, first thing was uh, they could not comprehend what I was trying to say to go to the next level, and in some cases, it was already too late for them to adapt to the new things. Okay, and they were already on the downfall path. So, so that was the other thing. the the uh, The other thing was then this was something within me that that I should do something in space, write about it. And then COVID happened and uh, COVID pandemic happened. We were in the lockdown and I wanted to utilize the best, uh, best part of the COVID being locked down in your house. Okay. And I said, okay, let me challenge myself, uh, come up with something and see if I can write a book, which was a huge challenge. Never have done anything like this. Um, I don't know many people who have done like this in my presence. I thought, let me take up that challenge, uh, sat down, started writing uh, about it. And thoughts came to me, thoughts came to me and I started creating out and I thought like I have a story to tell and I started building, uh, uh, writing about it. So that, that was my journey into writing this book and whatever knowledge, experience, thoughts, and whatever I wanted to say about it, I said, okay, let me put it on the paper. So I, I just started. Um, the the best part of, uh, or I don't know whether it is the best, or I can think if only if I write with my hand. I cannot think when I type. I'm Though I'm talking about I, digital I world, have the same, same problem. <laughs> uh, though I'm talking about the digital world, but I have, in this case, I have to be a little bit an old-fashioned. So I actually took three full-scale books from Amazon and actually started writing. So at least this rough sketch I started writing, I I actually wrote on three full-scale books, like which were like 100 pages each. So you can just imagine. Uh, close to 15 pence I used for writing. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was awesome. But, but actually that helped me. That gave me the sketch of the book, what I was trying to, and then I would go back and type it out. 
uh, which gave me more ideas to write it. And that's how the book came up all about. Awesome. Um, we're coming to the end. I'm going to jump off screen, Raul. I'm going to give you the full screen. Let my audience know where they can find you, how they can purchase your book if they're interested, if they have a business that's looking to go from legacy to digital before they become obsolete, or even if they're in the digital space, maybe something that they can help. And uh, yeah, and then I'll come back. So the, the floor is yours, sir. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. Um, so uh, I'm the author of the book, Digital Roadmap. Uh, I've just published this book on Amazon. It is available um, on Amazon platform across the world. Um, it is available in the ebook and also the paperback. The, the hardcover book will be launched within a couple of weeks time. So this particular book talks about why it is important for the organization to move their, their business model uh, from the legacy approach to the new way of doing business. This book talks about uh, talks about the looking at the business opportunity to move into this uh, digital era. It talks about the resolutions which the leadership needs to take up. It talks about the difference between the, the digital leaders and the laggards who are falling behind. It talks about um, how to transform your business, how to build your transformation strategy. Uh, in this book, I particularly not given any framework as such, like how to define your digital transformation framework. The reason for that was um, because every organization is different. Every organization products is different. And it is up to the organization because it's their transformation. They have to come up with the approach about it. So I've given uh, them the area and the thought process and the strategy, uh, how to achieve it. But then forming your framework, forming your your pathway, it is the organization. Then I've given a lot of information about how you can build this out. So please grab a copy of uh, Digital Roadmap. It's available on Amazon um, and support me. Um, the other thing is um, because I had done this out of passion, uh, whatever I'm going to earn out of this, um, this book, uh, I'm going to do a charity about it. So all the uh, revenue or royalty which I receive, it will be put to a nice work by donating it out. Thanks a lot. My God, that's amazing. Not only is he handing you uh, a roadmap on how to create a go from legacy to digital, he's also donating it all to charity. That is amazing, Raul. I want to thank you so much for being a guest here. And make sure you go check out the book. The links will be in the show notes down below so that you can support Raul and if and support the charity that will receive the uh, funds from this. So Raul, I want to thank you so much for being an amazing guest here on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Can't thank you enough. I have enjoyed our conversation and learning about digital transformation and uh, what, what it takes for businesses to do it. And I look forward to following you on LinkedIn and all the other social media. So I want to thank you again for being a guest and uh, any final words for my, uh, my audience. Um, thanks a lot, uh, Phil, for having me on the, I thoroughly enjoyed this uh, talking to you. Great questions. And I'll definitely do follow you on your podcast uh, to hear about and to the audience. Um, as I said, um, thank you for listening. Um, uh, please do buy the copy of the book and support me. This is a new, uh, thing which I have done. I've tried my, uh, my, into this new, uh, being an author, putting the label of the word author in front of me. It's a big thing for me. I've tried, never tried something like this before. So please do support. Thanks a lot.
Excellent. Everybody, I want to thank you so much for paying attention, listening to this amazing episode, and I wish you all the best. And remember always to invest in yourself. Hey, everybody, I want to thank you so, so much for watching the show and listening to the podcast. Uh, as a thank you, remember, you can always head over to my website, feelbetterinc.com and get free 15 minutes with me to talk about how you can grow your podcast, how to monetize your podcast, or even how to start your podcast. I have helped lots of people and I want to help you do the same for your business or just for your personal brand. So again, that is feelbetterinc.com. Head over there, book your free 15 minutes, and I'll be a pleasure to help you out. Have a good night and remember to invest in yourself.